Welcome to the Trash Turtle Fancy Podcast. All right. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, I am exhausted. I I uh, recently started another new job sort of promotion kind of thing. I've moved. Um, I'm, you know, kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off all at the exact same time. I'm out here drafting. We are actually drafting live right now a Best Ball Mania 3 team, uh, you and I here. I think we, we actually got the one, uh, the 103. So Ooh. so you've done some best ball drafts. You've done them on DraftKings, though. Is that right? I have, and it's because I moved to a state where they don't allow sports betting, and I have a whole bunch of money just sitting on DraftKings account. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing that. Um, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. but uh, The big difference here is DraftKings, full PPR, underdog, half PPR. Um, so, you know, a slight difference there. I don't know. I'm a zero RB guy at heart, but... Um, you know, not, yeah. not a huge difference in my opinion, but I think it's a little overstated at times. No, I, th- I think really your difference is, is what your later round RB targets are really going to be. And that's about it in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so we're on the clock here. We have Justin Jefferson and Cooper cup, uh, you know, up for us here. Do you have a strong lean here? Um, I'll say personally, I have a lot of Cooper Cup and not a lot of Jeff- Justin Jefferson, so I lean Jefferson. But what do you think? I think Cooper Cup is going to be the number one right wide receiver this year, so I'm I'm all in Cooper Cup. Okay, cool. All right, we'll grab Cooper Cup there at the one of three. Um, I've I've just sort of gotten unlucky in my distribution of draft picks this year. This has been so unfortunate. Uh, my distribution of draft picks this year is this. It's like. A normal distribution, you would expect like eight percent at every pick, right? Yeah. Um, I, uh, anno- you would expect eight percent at every pick, but unfortunately for me, the like five through like the four through six pick, I have like three percent, and it's like, what the heck's going on here? So if you look at my exposures, it looks like I hate Cooper Cup or and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I don't hate Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I'm just unlucky, and it's not like it's not like I don't have a lot of drafts. I have over 220 drafts this year, so and I've just gotten very unlucky. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's interesting how, and we'll get into the calculations and um, data that you are pulling later on after the draft. Uh, that kind of like it told you some interesting. Uh, that are, it told you some interesting insights into how your brain was working while you were doing these drafts. Like, were you gravitating towards this player or that player? Um, which I thought was super interesting. We'll get into that later. Uh, why don't we talk about what the what this format is? So you said it's one PPR. Um, half. It's half. Uh, my, my apologies. You're right. You said it's yeah. half PPR. You had mentioned though that there was a perhaps perhaps superflex. Is that? Or is this- yeah, so so this is Best Ball Mania 3. This one's not the Superflex run. The Pomeranian 2 is live right now. I, I'm a little... Um, uh, I don't hate Superflex Best Ball. I just think it's a little formulaic how it operates. Um, I just think, that, you know, it, it's draft QB, then draft tight end wide receiver, then a bunch of running backs, right? Um and so it's a it's a format that I think is a little more formulaic than just what we're we're playing, which is one QB, 
two running back, three wide receiver, one flex, one tight end. So this isn't super flex, but the Pomeranian two is out. That is super flex. Um, Look at that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but Saquon Barkley going at 2.1. Yeah, he he. There's no player I can think that has shot up draft boards more in the first few rounds than Saquon Barkley. There was a time when he was going like early third, and I was checking my Saquon exposures, and when I was getting them, my average Saquon Barkley uh, ADP was 24. <laughs> so now I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, well, let's yeah. latch on, let's latch on to that for a second here, because you and I we've been talking about this, and the idea with best ball is you want to do it early enough, so that way when the ADP catches up and more and more people have like the market, the crowdsourced market has decided this is what we think it's going to be, which is, you know, later closer to when football kickoff starts, all your earlier teams are like, there's no possible way you could build that team now, right? Yeah. So that, that's yeah. the idea. That was one of the things that I really calculated uh, with kind of, you know, I took Michael Dunbar from Far For First Tools and sort of did a lot of things on my own with what he had created. Uh, shout out to him. And I sort of created a way to sort of calculate team closing line values, overall ADP gains over time, uh, just to see like, hey, am I doing well at, you know, figuring out who's undervalued early and who's overvalued late uh, to sort of just see how I'm doing in that. So that was one of the things I created. I was pretty excited about, but you're totally right. Creating teams that are going to be impossible. So we're on the clock here at pick 22. We have Cooper cup. We have uh, Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, T Higgins, AJ Brown. So I'm usually going T Higgins or AJ Brown here, but I'm curious to what you're thinking. I'm leaning towards Mark Andrews, but I think at two point, what are we at? 2.10. It feels a yeah. little early. I'm a huge fan of T. Higgins. Let's go T. Higgins. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm not getting a ton of Mark Andrews. I, I think we, you and I, we've talked about that. You know, <laughs> we've we've beat that, you know, dead horse by now about a million times. But this is an interesting thing with one of the other tools I created. Obviously, we can look up player-to-player exposures, right? That's not a new thing. But the way I did it was I did it to display in a draft board to sort of show me, you know, with my Cooper Cup teams, what am I doing? And actually, with my Cooper Cup teams... 46% of them have T Higgins. And I would say that's a bad thing, actually. <laughs> um, that that seems like poor distribution. So, you know, we did it here. It's fine. You know, this is just one draft. But that would tell me, hey, in the future, next time you get Cooper Cup, maybe don't take T Higgins. Ah, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, we're back on the clock here. Um... 27. So we, we have some value on Leonard Fournette, a few after. We have Michael Pittman, and we also have Kyle Pitts, who I'm a big fan of, but I'm, I'm, I'm open to anybody here. Um, I think with Kyle Pitts right there, um, and I don't want to read too much into it, but the injury to Drake London. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like you're, Kyle, you're into that? I like Kyle Pitts here, yeah. I'll say just from a, a construction perspective, I really like Kyle Pitts here. And so I, I'm glad you chose him. Also, I'm just going to throw out there. I, you know, I was just telling you all my Cooper Cup teams, 46% of them have T Higgins. 0% of my Cooper Cup teams have ah, Kyle Pitts. There we go. So, we got yeah. your unique team here now. Exactly. So we were we were not unique when we took T Higgins, but then we added Kyle Pitts, and now we're doing something a little special here. But from a construction perspective, I'm really glad you chose Kyle Pitts because when I go zero RB, I'll say 
I think getting that elite tight end, all the numbers that I've seen say that that elite tight end is such a big factor in the success of zero RB teams. Um, I, I'm just curious, are you one of those people that's like a leader bust? Like we're getting we're getting a top four guy or we're just punting to like Evan Ingram or something? 100%. Actually, that's exactly. So I have my my huge home league keeper league. I kept, I kept, I kept getting shut out of the the top, and it's a tight end premium league too. I got kept getting shut out, so I actually exactly took Evan Ingram like <laughs> way deep in the league. Like nobody wanted this guy. Like screw it. Like it doesn't matter at that point. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a big Evan Ingram fan just in general. I, I don't think that's any secret to anybody. Um, there are like late late round tight ends that I really do like. Um, if I'm not getting those elite guys, but I'm not getting like your Hawkinson, your Knox, your I'm getting a little Zacherts, but like I'm not prioritizing it. A little Cole Komet, but not prioritizing it. No Irv Smith, no Pat Fryer moves, none of those guys. I am getting a good bit of Albert O. He he's one of those guys, he's a little more expensive now than when I was getting him before, but he's one of those guys that I do think is um he has that breakout potential that we want in best ball. Mm-hmm. right um you know i'm not i'm not getting someone that i don't think has that breakout potential or so you know an older player as much like Zacherts, he, he he's a guy that you would probably say you, know, you probably don't really want to take a lot of Zacherts. i'm just getting him kind of when he falls you know in a good spot and he makes sense for the team he's no one i'm prioritizing See, same with like hunter henry or something you know what i mean yeah, so both of those that you just mentioned, like both of those guys are like were hot. Like Zach Arch was hot last year because he was essentially free. Like nobody was drafting mm-hmm. him. Right. Yeah. Albert O earlier this season, he was so hot because he was basically free. Nobody was drafting him, right? Both of them have now gotten to the point where like, okay, well the market has actually responded to a lot of the mm-hmm. hype and now, you know, they're they're less attractive, but yet at their current prices, like I would say Albert O is a proactive. I'm taking zero Zach Ertz at his current ADP, um, especially with the Rondell Moore, De, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and mm-hmm. uh, Marquise Brown. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, Kyler Murray you. just sneaks it in at the one all the time anyway. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I guess James Conner. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he's pretty TD dependent. So who do you like here? We can go for that elite quarterback or we could grab Marquise Brown and maybe hope that we get Kyler later, but we would need Kyler to fall. So I, I'm up open for anything. I'm also fine with a solo uh, Lamar. We could also stack Bateman. We could also get Patrick Mahomes. Who do you want here? Um, I am a fan of taking Oh boy. Real quick. Y- you know what? Lamar. Let's go Lamar. 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 Okay. So, you know, we this I sound almost hypocritical here to say that I would consider Rashad Bateman after, you know, trashing him so much over our last episode, right? But in best ball, I'm kind of okay with that, right? Because we're still talking about an elite offense and a player who, while I don't think is going to get a 25% target share, I don't need him to get a 25% target share. I just need him to pop off on the weeks that matter, right? I need him, like, I think he's perfectly capable of being one of those kind of condensed target share sort of situations where maybe he gets a 20% target share, but in week 17, a 20% target share 
could be, you know, six catches for 120 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. right? That could be what you need. Um, so this is going to, we might end up in a tough decision here, depending on what happens uh, because Marquise Brown is actually falling. Um, so this is going to be kind of interesting. Oh, we're going to have to choose between Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. That's really awkward having Lamar Jackson. Wow. Trey. So I, I'm a huge Trey Lance guy. Trey Lance just goes 21 picks before ADP. Uh, very interesting. Uh, but yes, Marquise Brown falls eight, nine picks after ADP, or we can grab Rashad Bateman for the stack. Now, at the same time, I think Lamar is acceptable to go completely unstacked because he, we know he's got those legs. So what would you prefer? Mar- Marquise Brown here, definitely. Hollywood okay. Brown, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. You know, I, I love stacking. I'm a huge proponent of it. But at the same time, we just got great value on a player we really like. And, you know, sure taking Rashad Bateman yeah he would have worked for the stack but at the same time I mean we can play Lamar without his pass catchers right it's it's entirely possible that week 17 or throughout the year Rashad Bateman's just okay he's just that 20% target share guy that I've just described except maybe Lamar just runs it for 120 week 17 instead which is entirely possible yeah <laughs> Yep. I, I, I think those are like equal, equally possible scenarios that I just described, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think that's too crazy. And checking my numbers, my little tool that I have here, um, my Cooper Cup teams, only one of them has Lamar Jackson. There we go. Perfect. Uh, so one of my things is knowing that Lamar is probably one of the one of the only QBs that I'm not looking to stack with okay yeah um only because unless it's mark andrews right like if we took if we were able to get mark andrews in the third and then turn around to get lamar jackson in the what was that the we got him in the fifth or fourth i'm sorry yeah fourth i would have liked the four or five turn area yeah um i mean we we still have we're still open to stacking we can still look at Mariota lee um Mm mm-hmm I don't want to, I don't want to pick a burrow, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. He he's a little overdrafted. I'll say I think you brought up a great point there about Lamar being one of the few QBs you're fine with going unstacked. I, I think I agree because Kyler, you know, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, those kind of rushing quarterbacks, right? That we we do like, right? That we're you know, those are the profiles we're attacking, they have elite pass catching weapons. Right. Or guys that we think are elite. Lamar has Mark Andrews and we think Rashad Bateman might be really good. Right. Those other quarterbacks, they have guys that we're pretty confident are good. Right. So that that I'm definitely with you is like if Rashad Bateman is not super elite, then Lamar, he's going to have to run more. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll throw out there we do have a good week seventeen stack here in Marquise Brown and Kyle Pitts. So um I just noticed that. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I forgot about the week seventeen thing. Thank yeah, you for bringing no. that back up. I think uh so we're we're looking for for Cincinnati, we're looking for Buffalo. Yep. For the Rams, we're looking for the Chargers, and for Lamar, we're looking for Pittsburgh. And so we have pretty good options going forward with all of those. Let's maybe try to grab I look, man, I'm a huge James Cook fan late. If you can get him mm-hmm. late, late, like I'm a huge fan of that. 
He doesn't go super duper duper late, but he is a guy that I do like taking. So I'm with you on that for sure. Um, he goes right around Devin Singletary. I'm, I'm kind of split on the two of them. Uh, but once we'll, we'll see once uh, he comes up, I, I, he's definitely a guy I'm very open to taking. He goes at pick 101. So unfortunately, Elijah Moore just got taken right before us. And now we're in kind of a weird spot. I'm open to uh, Devonta Smith a little bit before ADP. I'm also... Yeah, that's really all I love here. What are you thinking? I'm I'm actually a fan of Adam Thielen, but uh, oh, I know that I know old. that you're into. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is redraft, or we could go with Tony. Okay, well, Tony will be there at our next pick, though. Like I'm pretty confident Tony will be here at our next pick. If he's okay. not, you can yell at me. Okay. Okay. So, so we we will we'll go Devonta Smith. One thing I love about our team, it's mostly pretty young. Throwing that out there, oh, other than geriatric cooper cup oh no <laughs> Kadarius tony just got taken the I pick feel so after bad. us yeah the pick right after okay that, now i kind of feel bad that's okay um coming up i'm kind of a fan of i wouldn't mind looking at like maybe tony pollard christian kirk coming up here yeah I, those those are guys I'm totally fine with. We're also I'll throw out there since we did take Devonta Smith, we're open to New Orleans. So when Chris Olave comes up, he's a guy we can think about. I'm really never taking Adam Thielen. I just it, you know you're expecting him to go back to being what he was, which was this super touchdown dependent guy who wasn't getting a ton of targets. I do think that offense will be really good, but I don't know. I, I just have a tough time betting on someone one coming off of an injury i think it was a big high ankle sprain and two just being that old and not being a huge target earner is, is kind of my, my hesitation and he goes before us anyway uh so you like tony pollard here above david montgomery josh jacobs uh and christian kirk yeah i th- i think i do because i think tony pollard has higher better upside he's in a he's in a much better yeah so David Montgomery, the um, real quick, just the Chicago Bears O line is atrocious. The whole team is just a dumpster fire. Josh Jacobs is playing in the AFC West, which is our, in the like every defensive line in the AFC West is a nightmare. That's not the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Um, Bit so, of a micro take, but we'll allow it. <laughs> uh, Keep going. Um, and then with Tony Pollard, you're looking at one of the higher. Like one of the higher scoring offenses generally, and um, you know there's question a lot of questions around Zeke. So I mean, arguably he has standalone value even without he's not a handcuff. He has standalone value, and then he has possibility of becoming a three down back if something happens to Zeke. So I mean, if you're looking I'm at those guys, if you guys are all side by side, like those are all the things that I'm looking for, and that I think um, I mean. No, Everybody's caught on to Pollard at this point, right? Like he used to be free. He's not free anymore. So, yeah. Uh, so no, I I'm with you on that for sure. Couple, no, I like that. Couple of other things I've been thinking about, and this is this is not my idea. This is more of an Evan Silva and uh, Adam Levitin thing. Is um, finding people that you expect to play later in the season, and then offsetting it by picking up someone like DJ Chark, who is going to be playing earlier in the season, right, and probably is going to fall off. Um, Whereas, or, or like, you know, if you do something like grab Chark, if you grab Nuck early on and then grab Chark okay. later, or I'm sorry, and then grab like 
Chark to fill in in the meantime. Or the example that they were giving was like, grab Chark and Jameson Williams together. So you're kind of like, you know, switching off because, you know, as soon as Jameson Williams comes on the field, the Chark is probably going to fall off kind of thing. Like it's not guaranteed, but like thinking in that realm because, you know, both of them are just so, so, so cheap right now. Yeah. You, you have a, you have a high ceiling for James. I don't Williams. mind the idea of focusing on early year production when you take guys like Godwin or Nuke, uh, Nuke Hopkins. But uh, my pushback is only on stacking same teams, right? Because when I get to week 17, my only pushback is, is that if I have Chark and Jamison Williams, I'm, I'm sort of capped a little bit in terms of like the outcomes that work out there. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, but I love the idea of saying like adding like a Zay Jones, who's going to be, you know, starting at the beginning of the year and a, a, a Godwin or a new Hopkins. I like that idea, right? That the sort of, I like the idea behind it. I just don't like same teams. Yeah. So, does, that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah. For the same reason why you don't handcuff your own RB kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, even then, you I don't do this, but some people have made the argument is they'll be like, well, you know, maybe maybe you need Zeke week 17 and you need Tony or you need week, you know, Zeke week 16, but you need Tony Pollard week 17, where Zeke goes off for 200 yards week 16 and but then gets hurt and gets a high ankle sprain. And now Tony Pollard is the play week 17. I just feel like like situations like that were too we're pushing too much to one scenario do you know what i mean yeah absolutely some people will do things like that and i'm just not i don't think that's for me um so we're coming up here we, we have some interesting options i don't love taking like an old robert woods here but i know you mentioned james cook i know he's a guy i i really like chase edmonds here too it's actually a little after adp what do you think about chase edmonds so my concern with Chase Edmonds is that he's got a little bit of a crowded backfield. He's a great player, uh, but but he could have some high upside. No, I I agree. I mean, it really depends on how much you buy into the notion. We have ten seconds. What do you want here? Oh shit! Um, I want Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt. Okay, that's fine. That is fine with me. Okay, Cream Hunt's totally and, fine. And I know we're going to come up with. Another, let's talk about our next pick first. Um, okay. I I would pr- I. Chase Edmonds might still be there. If Chase Edmonds is still there, we should take him. If not, I think we should be, in my opinion, I think we should be looking at James Cook. I think he has a much higher ceiling. Okay. Oh, he just went. Dang, James Cook just goes. Yeah. Devin Singletary is there. But I'll say we do have a few stacking options coming up as well. Um, we do have Matthew Stafford. That would be just a little before ADP. We also have Chase Claypool, who we know stacks really well with our Lamar, right? So, oh, eh, not... is it because Pittsburgh and Baltimore play week yep. 17? Yep. Also an option. So, like I said, in my order here is... Oh, sorry. I just hit the mic. Uh, my order here is probably Chase Edmonds, then Stafford, then Claypool. I'm curious. What, what are you thinking? I think that's a great way of looking okay. at it. Because in my opinion, especially with Cup, um, I think prioritizing getting the stack with Matt Stafford is actually quite high. And there you go. Chase Edmonds goes right then. Sorry. No, that's fine. I No, I, I like Kareem Hunt. I mean, we're, we're buying into a scenario where he gets traded and hopefully somewhere good. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and take Matthew Stafford here. That shores up 
our quarterback situation yep. completely with Stafford Lamar. And I'm fine with that sort of scenario because now we have two I mean, I don't know. Some people are weird about putting Stafford in the elite fantasy producing quarterbacks because he's not a rusher, but we have two really good quarterbacks. So our quarterbacks are done, right? Um, thinking about this from a team build perspective, right? We have Lamar Stafford, Pollard Hunt, Cup Higgins, Hollywood, Devonta, and then Kyle Pitts. From a team build perspective, remember we have 18 rounds of picks. I'm sitting here thinking we're getting two quarterbacks two tight ends, and we're probably stopping at five or six running backs. And then the rest will be wide receivers. So we'll probably end on eight or nine wide receivers. Okay. Just from a team building perspective. That, so- that sounds good. Yeah. Um, there was other options there that we didn't discuss, like Robert Woods. He would have you know kind of fit with that Tony Pollard stack because you know Tennessee plays Dallas. I don't know. Once again, same thing with Adam Thielen, like an old wide receiver coming off of a big injury. Right. You know, he's more of a target grabber, but he's also in a lower passing offense. Yeah. Kind of, kind of scary. No, I, and I know that, well, what I'm inferring from what you're saying, and I've heard you say it before is like, when in doubt, go with youth. Don't go with age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is something, you know, when it comes to, you know, best ball, I am shooting for the moon, right? Like, I I am, you know, looking for these young guys. Like, even in best ball, are, are, I'm getting guys that I don't really like in other formats, right? Like, Gabriel Davis, like, he's a guy that you and I have talked about extensively that I don't like Gabriel Davis very much. But as a best ball pick, he, he's perfectly fine. I don't love it. I, 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 I see at times, like, how high he goes, and it, it just feels gross. And, like, if you ask me about, like, median outcomes, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, there's no way that Gabriel Davis is, like, going to outproduce some of the guys around him. But it's entirely possible as an individual game, he's the guy we need because he's a high A dot outside wide receiver in a high passing offense that's going to score a lot of points. Who they haven't really replaced their third outside. receiver. Yeah. Well, they have their, their slot is their slots fixed at this point. It's it's going to be McKinsey and Crowder, but the outside is wide open. You know, I've I've heard that Crowder has decided he's he's going to be um, move into the masonry profession because he's got bricks for hand <laughs> i like that i like that we're coming up here uh in a minute um there's quite a few young guys i like here there's there's like one or two old guys i accept um and uh let's see we're, we're gonna be at 118 here garrett wilson continues to fall and i honestly think it's just that all these great camp reports about elijah moore but i love garrett wilson he is my most like exposure player in all of best ball yeah <laughs> in all of best ball i have more garrett wilson than anybody else <laughs> garrett wilson is just fantastic i think the other thing was the worried about zach wilson so yeah but hey, did you did you hear what Joe Flacco said, or did you hear what Garrett Wilson said about Joe Flacco? I did. We'll talk about it after this pick. <laughs> let's make this pick. Um, okay, let's take Garrett Wilson. Is that fine? I I like it. Yeah, yeah. A little bit after ADP, not a huge gain there, but another young guy. I'm totally totally excited to take for sure. Um, 
Yeah, he said he said that Joe Flacco throws more wide receiver friendly balls than than Elijah uh, than than Zach Wilson. That <laughs> cracked me up so much. Oh my god, I was dying. What like what what a com what a comment, especially like Zach Wilson's just getting surgery. He wakes up from his surgery, he wakes up from the anesthesia, and he pulls out his phone. He texts his milfs, and then he looks over and it says. He sees this comment by his new teammate just completely trashing him. Oh I mean, God. just just fucking just a bad day. Just a bad day. Poor guy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this next one. I if if it were me, I'm thinking Isaiah Spiller or, or Rashad White, in my opinion. Okay. Um I, I- I like Isaiah Spiller. He he stacks well because Rams play Los Angeles yes, Week Seventeen. Yes, I don't like Daryl Henderson here because I think with Stafford and Cup, you don't really want to take the running back, right? Because that doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're correct, I, I, and I'm going to slightly push back as we take Isaiah Spiller here. He's going to fit. He's going to fit into this game stack really well. Um, my only pushback, and I've seen other people talk about this, maybe it was Pat Corain or Jacob Sanderson, I don't remember who exactly it was, but they were talking about that if you have two elite fantasy options at quarterback, that taking the running back on one of those teams is sort of acceptable if you play out the scenario of... Um, Okay, I need Stafford week 16. Stafford week 16 is dropping 50 points, right? Yeah. And then week 17, Stafford has a bad week. He he scores 15 points. Why does Stafford score 15 points? Because Daryl Henderson had two touchdowns on the ground. Yep. Do you do you kind of get that yep. sort of scenario? That makes it's, sense. It's, it's, a, little... it's like a hedge. Yeah, it, it's like it's like but hey, Stafford had 17, you know, 15 points week 17. It's okay because you had Lamar Jackson. So you 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 got there and then you had the other guy who scored a lot of points. Once again, you know, I I think that's a little like micro take ish, you know, but I could see that scenario playing out. Um so I don't hate kind of, you know, throwing my own running back in there. But I, I went ahead and went with Isaiah Spiller. I, I, I agreed with you. I think he fit well with our team. We definitely want to get some more wide receivers. I definitely think our wide receiver core is a little bit weak, and it's going to dry up here pretty fast. Okay. Um, um, but I, I like this team so far. I'm going to throw that out there. We got a little reachy at times, um, but I don't think that that's the worst. I like. I think we have a lot of the type of players that we want to take. Yeah, and who and who knows? Maybe by the time that uh, it gets into the season, you know, the ADP will have been will have shifted so that way we can't put this team together again. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to throw a few guys in our queue here. Uh, so I'll throw out since we haven't talked about some other potential matchups. Um, the Jets play Seattle. Um, Philadelphia plays New Orleans. I mentioned that Cincinnati plays uh, Buffalo. I think we're out of Buffalo options until Khalil Shakir. So nothing in there for a while. Mackenzie already went. Um, uh, no, not yet. So we could take Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I'm going to double check. I'm going to see which one actually goes later. So Jamison Crowder actually goes 30 picks after McKenzie. So that's also an option as well. 
Um, who else do we have? Cleveland with Kareem Hunt. They play Washington Week 17. Um, I could, you know, we're sort of going off the scenario here where he actually gets traded, so maybe we don't focus too much on that. I honestly don't think he's going to get traded. I think if anyone gets traded, I think it might actually be Darnest, maybe? I can see there. There was talk early in the season that Dearness Johnson would get traded, but I haven't uh, seen. I haven't sort of kept up with that one. I know he signed his tender, um, but yeah, I haven't seen anything since then. Okay. So we we do have some interesting options coming up. We're at pick one forty two in two picks, and surprisingly, Daryl Henderson hasn't been picked yet. We'll see. You know, hold our breath here for a moment. You know, uh, but it looks like the guy in front of us just timed out. Can't get good values when the guy in front of you is timing yeah. out. But we almost just got Daryl Henderson about seventeen twenty picks after ADP. That would have been really nice. You know, but that's fine. We we've already stacked that game a good bit, so. Um, a lot of good options coming up here. What are you thinking? The Michael Gallup pick is really interesting. One of those other kind of late, like you expect him to take off later. Um, and we don't really, ha- but I don't see anyone that we can kind of come back with to no. take off early in the season. Maybe I also Zay. think our wide receivers are a little weaker. So we, I want someone a little earlier that's going to pop sooner. What about Jacoby Myers? How do you feel about him? I literally hate every single Okay, New quick. England. Who do you like? Um, I'd rather have Osborne. Okay. So we, we timed out there on Kenneth Gainwell. I think that's, that's a perfectly acceptable thing. I'll throw Kenneth uh, KJ Osborne immediately goes right after us. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, I like I like Hamler coming up. I don't. It, that's 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 a little bit behind ADP. Christian Watson is not a bad pick. Yeah, Christian Watson's a good one, actually, in my opinion. Uh, I I think it's he's fallen a lot because he was on pup and not practicing. But I mean, like, I don't know. I I don't mind him this late. I mean, I think we're getting a discount on someone that was going super early. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie just went before us, so we're not going to be able to get him. You hate Jacoby Myers. That's fine with me. I love Jacoby Myers, but I will I will forgive you for your <laughs> Jacoby Myers slander here. Um, it's unfortunate. Oh, you know, we could have taken Alexander Madison and Christian Watson for the Week 17 Minnesota Green Bay game. That's okay, though. Um, yeah, Christian Watson goes, so we're going to miss out on him anyway. Um we couldn't just shore up our very last take, running back. You can take Jacoby Myers. He's still sitting there. Just take him. But we could we could just finish running back, honestly. This is Alexander Madison, 17 picks after ADP. Okay. I'm fine with so, that. So we will not draft another running back. Our running back and quarterback are completely done. What I do like about our, our, our running back group is these are all guys in good offenses, right? Tony Pollard, Dallas. Kareem Hunt, Cleveland. Isaiah Spiller, Los Angeles, Kenneth Gainwell, Philadelphia, and Alexander Madison, Minnesota, right? These guys all have paths to being very productive running backs. Absolutely. Yes, they do. So, okay, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the upcoming wide receivers then. Okay. So our next pick, I'll to give you perspective, is at 166 and 171. So we have crossed running back and uh, quarterback off our board. Okay, so let's take a look. Okay, Wandell is there. 
Jameson. So I, I freaking love Jameson Williams, and I, okay. I still think that he's like, he's like the Willy Wonka like golden ticket man. Like I, I, I think that like if you're like accidentally gonna unwrap this chocolate bar like halfway through the season and be like, bam, like all this production, like that's the narrative I'm talking. And, and like, what happens if he's not? Right. Oh, oh, geez. I lost out on a 166th pick. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> right. So um, that's. Oh, here's another riser, not to interrupt you. Uh, Brian Robinson just flying up the boards right now, ADP wise, uh, ever since all this very bad Antonio Gibson news has come out. Yeah, this this ridiculous. It's like, oh, he he ran with the punt team for a little while. Oh, whoop de doo. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm a certified Antonio Gibson hater, so um, th- this has all just been music to my ears personally. Um, I think at one time in his career, he was very interesting, and then he scored 10 touchdowns, and someone said he was Christian McCaffrey. So <laughs> actually, that was Ron Rivera who said, this guy's like Christian McCaffrey, and then his ADP was skyrocketed, and it was insane because he scored 10 touchdowns on the ground. It's like, cool, he ran the ball in 10 times, but he wasn't very good good <laughs> and everyone kept saying that he was going to get this pass catching role but then jd mckissick comes in and gets 100 targets and then then when jd mckissick is walking all that hope was like riled up again and like jd mckissick's like oh, okay i'm going to buffalo for five million dollars and then the commanders were like wait only five million dollars we'll pay you that <laughs> <laughs> So it's been one of the funnier storylines. I just, you know, all this Gibson news as a guy I just don't really care a lot about. I don't know. From an outside observer, I've just been cracking up at it. But so <laughs> many people love Antonio Gibson. They wanted him oh, to be I the know. guy. And I, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I don't care. All right. We're, man, up, we're the, up next these, after this. These picks we're seeing now are crazy because these guys used to go so much later. Like Evan Ingram just went 15 picks before ADP. Ugh. I, um, take, take, I, I like take, Wandell here. I I think I don't think you're going to get Jamison if you take Wandell here. I think you'll get Wandell later. But I'm just worried about Jamison not being okay. Well, we'll take Jamison because I keep ignoring what you want to do. <laughs> we'll take Jamison because I keep ignoring. I him. would say he's been okay. pretty even. Well, I don't know. I think I the like last two times I ignored you, we missed out on the guy you wanted. Like you wanted Adam Thielen, he immediately went before us. You also wanted KJ Osborne, he immediately went after us. You know what I mean? So I, I I'll take your guy this time. I'll be I'll be fair. You know this is this is a team effort. Okay, I I can't. I'm not a I'm not a dictator. <laughs> I wish we had time to talk about the the Viking situation, but. Really, what it comes down to is, I don't think that they're going to have like a good pass catching tight end. Mm-hmm. Really, you, you mean uh, uh, Irv Smith? Yeah, I mean, he'll, yeah, I'm he, not into it either. He he'll be there, and like everybody wants that storyline to happen, but I just don't think it will. And then I think there's just going to be enough leftovers. Oh, hey, look, there's Wandell. Wandell, you were right. You were right. Eight picks after ADP, Wandell. Uh, sometimes I would take uh, David Njoku or Noah Fant here. David Njoku, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should take him. Actually, I kind of love. Just gonna... I love. They just paid him. I don't know. I love Wandell. Take, then take we would Wandell. have take Wandell. I love him. No, too. no. Let's take let's take Ninjoku, and I'm gonna explain why. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to take Ninjoku. This is maybe like a dumb reason to not take Wondell, but we do have two rookie wide receivers in in like a decently shallow wide receiver room. So I am going to look a little later for someone that I think is going to run a lot of routes earlier. While I do really like Wondell Robinson, and that was kind of decent value, it was also pretty decent value on David Njoku as well. It was actually the same amount of value. So now we are taking only wide receivers to the end of the draft. This is very unlike me, by the way. I'm usually done with wide receivers like four rounds ago <laughs> but but here we can we can pick out the like we could even we could even draft will fuller oh i love will fuller <laughs> he, I love he, might, will fuller. he might sign yeah you know i mean he he's talking about it he said that there were teams looking at him and that he was still making his decision i'm gonna throw out that there's a lot of interesting ish guys um, that I do think that have some value. I had no idea that Ty Montgomery was actually listed as a wide receiver on here. That really bums me out because Ty Montgomery is a guy that I'm actually picking up a little bit in Dynasty. Um, this is not an original thought. Like Jacob Sanderson's talked about this a good bit as well. But just to give credit because it's not my original thought at all. But there's a lot of stuff coming out about Ty Montgomery getting a lot of work this year. And it's very strange to me, like, you know, that he's kind of being pumped up a little bit as just like an older, you know, running back in the Pats offense. But I don't know. He's an interesting enough guy that like, you know, your bottom of the barrel guy on your dynasty league that you're never going to start. Eh, whatever. I'm going to drop that guy for Ty Montgomery just to see what happens. Just in case it's just another lotto ticket. That's so, it's just so weird that he's listed as a wide receiver. Wasn't he listed as a running back last year? I, I thought he was, but for some reason he is listed as a wide receiver on underdog fantasy. Uh, unfortunately. Um, so we don't have a lot of great <clears throat> options left this deep. In the draft, I will throw out, like, I don't know, maybe Devin DuVernay, but, like, I feel like we're just doing that just for the stack. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's a bad reason. David Gray is a deep sleeper that I'm actually a, somewhat of a fan of. Um, I was Danny Gray, you mean? Yeah, Danny Gray. I heard of him. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some interesting stuff about him. I'll throw out, uh, as we're coming up on our next pick here, um, I'm probably going to very much so push for Jamison Crowder if he's there. I know like the boring, dusty, like old slot wide receiver is boring, but like he does sort of fit in our build in the sense that we do have T Higgins and he is a Buffalo wide receiver. So that week 17 stack does work for us. He's going to probably play week one, which we kind of want um, in this sort of build since we have <clears throat> all these guys that are going to play later. I'm, so I, how do you feel about Jamison Crowder? I'm fine with it. I think, you know, at pick, what is this? 190. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. I, I truth, truthfully, being someone is, you know, being a Bills homer, having my eye, I scrutinize a lot of what they're doing and keep my eye pretty close on that stuff. I don't think that... He's not on the bubble, but I don't think that he's a, a, a ahead of McKenzie. I really don't. Um, McKenzie has chemistry with Josh Allen that Crowder just doesn't have. Crowder's a good player. I mean, he was impressive, especially last year in New York. But 
Do you know what I do like, though, from a team building perspective that the Bills are doing? And that's that they're taking uh, their sort of undervalued slot, right? They, they've they sort of realized what I think other teams in the NFL have also. Oh, we're on the board here. Uh, I'm a big fan of David Bell here. What do you think? I I'm, I lo- either that or Tyquan Thornton. Um, but I think... Oh, I'm going to go David Bell then. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think David Bell has a uh, closer closer path to relevance okay um what was i saying uh, oh did i think i think the bills have sort of realized from a team building perspective something that the rest of the nfl is sort of kind of slowly realizing and that's that the slot position is sort of replaceable i not as maybe replaceable as like the running back position but a slot wide receiver is a slot wide receiver. A lot of them are kind of the same. There's very few elite ones, right? Like Cooper Cup did a lot of work out of the slot last year, and he was obviously incredibly elite, right? But like a lot of these guys, like they just did it with Cole Beasley, right? They just did that yep. with Cole Beasley. We saw Cole Beasley be productive in that offense, and they didn't really, you know, like then they let him walk, and what they do, they grabbed another old slot wide receiver, and they have McKenzie there. I I really think that that's a good team building thing. Yep, yep. They they put the money. They love putting money into the defense. That's like one of their favorite things to do. Which is really funny because there's a ton of talent in the offense anyway. I think they just have like a lot of um, a lot of value in the offense, like you were saying. Um, I think really most of their money is tied up in Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Everything else is pretty value. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's recap a little bit as we're coming up on 10 picks away. Uh, this will be 10 picks away from our very last pick here. Um, so we have Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, uh, then Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Gainwell, Alexander Madison. Um Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Hollywood Brown, Devonta Smith, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Jamison Crowder, David Bell, Kyle Pitts, David Njoku. In terms of our game stacks, we have Los Angeles uh, Rams and the Chargers with Stafford Cup uh, Spiller. We also have Lamar Jackson as a solo with no bring back and no stack. Not exactly my favorite thing to do. Um, we never stacked Philadelphia and New Orleans, but that just never, we never had the option. We never had Jets Seattle. We didn't really have that option either. We didn't have Detroit Chicago, didn't have that. But we do have Cincinnati with Buffalo. Um, and we do have Arizona with Atlanta. So not 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 too bad. Not not the best, not the worst. I you know, I do wish we had some more stacks. Uh maybe we got a little reachy here and there. But what do you want to do with this last pick here? I have a few options queued up. I'm curious of your thoughts. I have Brian Edwards queued up. I just think, you know, he's probably the second best wide receiver on that team, which doesn't say a lot, but he's gonna be on the field, so I like that. Uh, Devin Duvernay, James Prosh, and then Quez Watkins. These are all guys I don't like taking, but I'm I'm really open to anybody here. I hate literally all of those. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I just can't think of anything better. I mean, I suppose Brian Edwards, but I'm, you know, he does sort of fit with our stack. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I just I hate taking another receiver 
from Atlanta. But hey, we can we can come up with a scenario here. You know, he's going to run a lot of routes. Um, I, I think we do take him for what it's worth, or take Devin Duvernay. Which one? Brian Edwards. Okay, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he kind of works with the Atlanta Arizona thing. Um, there are scenarios where we can see him working out, right? Like he did. He is a higher A dot guy, right? He's not going to get a lot of targets. I don't think we should expect him to. But you know, come you know week seventeen, he's playing Arizona. And they're going to probably be down the entire game and they're going to probably have to air it out. So Brian Edwards catches one ball for 60 yards and a touchdown. Crazy. It's not that crazy. No, it's (laughs) it's not at all. And I think, you know, that's your, that's your very definition of your best ball wide receiver right there. Right. Where, you know, just blows up for one game. He filled in the one, like one week. It's very last pick in the draft. (laughs) He filled in that one week. You needed him. He did his job. So, so let, let as we're sort of wrapping up here, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this team? I sort of expressed my thoughts that I thought, okay, maybe we got a little reachy here and there, but we also got great values. We did get Kenneth Gainwell after ADP. We got Alexander Madison a lot after ADP. We got like, um, what else? Jamison Crowder, Jamison Williams after ADP. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. We also got David Njoku a fair bit after ADP. I'm curious of your thoughts on this team. I'm I'm looking at it a little bit differently than uh, ADP value. I'm looking at it based off of kind of how I the, a lot of the narratives how I think the season is kind of going to go this this upcoming season. So I'm thinking I, I like I think t- Tony Pollard probably will overtake the job from Zeke, right? So I think there we got an RB1 value at like an RB2 price tag. So to me, that's value. Um, Kareem Hunt is, in my opinion, like he is an RB1. He could be an RB1. If anything happens to Chubb or if anything happens to Dearness, De- you know, he... Or if he gets traded. Or if he gets traded, yeah, he has capability of being RB1. Isaiah Spiller is showing that he can probably stand in for Eckler. So he's one injury away from being an RB1, right? So like a lot of these have narratives and we only need one of them to have, to have happen. And we have automatically it's, it it becomes a, a, a lineup that you just can't make again. I love our, um, our wide receiver core. Again, I th- I think Cooper Cup is going to be number one wide receiver again this year. I just think he will. And having uh, Stafford along for the ride on that one with a stack, I think is going to be pay huge dividends all year round. Um, as, as for everybody else, I to me again, I'm looking at narrative. Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams probably come online later on in the year, along with perhaps even David Bell when. Deshaun Watson starts throwing him the ball more. So you might have like this massive surge in the second half of the season here where all of those guys come online suddenly and you really just need everybody else to kind of just keep the pace up to get, to get you there. And yeah, I'm with you on that. I love that we have an elite, elite tight end too. Kyle Pitts, he broke, tell me if I'm wrong. He broke the record last year, right? For rookie tight for a rookie, I, I want to say yes. Well, he I, broke I it for it was, yards, but not was. touchdowns, right? Yeah, but that's crazy. Like that so rarely happens at tight end. 
It's just it, he he's a wide receiver. Yeah, he he's he, and he's an elite wide receiver, right? Like he'd be he's going to get drafted in the same position regardless of what his tag actually says. So yeah, and I, it's it's there's certain things I like, certain things I don't. Like I said, I I kind of wish we at least got a bring back with Pittsburgh. I just don't think we ever got that opportunity. Really, um, we ended up going Stafford over. Um, uh, Chase Claypool but then I sort of think okay what would we have stacked with you know what would we what would our second quarterback look like if we did that right we didn't really get somebody that we could get a quarterback later when we took Stafford right right we, you know we we didn't have Garrett Wilson yet so we didn't know that we could have that you know Zach Wilson bring back at the very end we didn't have Jamison Williams so we didn't know if we could get Jared Goff later and you know maybe we should play like hey we're going to stack someone later and that's always possible right we can play as if we're going to get Fields and Komet later we can play as if we're going to get you know a New England pass catcher and Mac Jones later not that that's something I like to do but even then I mean Zach Wilson and Marcus Mariota didn't get drafted. Neither did Mitch Trubisky in this draft. So maybe maybe we could have gone Chase Claypool instead of Matthew Stafford. I don't think that was a huge mistake by any means because I still think this team is pretty solid. I would rate this team a solid 6.5 out of 10. It's not my favorite. I think it could be better, but I do think we did all right. I'm, I'm in in my opinion. I'm giving it a probably a solid seven and a half out of ten. Oh, um, okay. But that's me looking at it probably more from a redraft and dynasty aspect. You're definitely looking at this like you have done. You got well. You didn't even tell the viewers or listeners yet. You you got uh-huh. your badge. Yes, I I do have the badge. I, I I don't remember how many drafts that means I've done. I think it's like five hundred or so, but I do have the badge. So I, I've done a lot of drafts. That's for sure. Um, I I think the uh, the last thing I'll say about this team, and then and then we'll wrap up here, is that my favorite thing that we did with this team is that we did a lot of the things that. Well, we didn't get as many stacks as I'd hoped. We did a lot of other things I think were right. Our running backs all come from offenses we expect to be good. We have an elite pass or rushing quarterback along with another quarterback that should score a lot of fantasy points in Matthew Stafford. Well, he's not going to have that rushing ability. Still probably a high floor player, right? And then we go down. We get that elite tight end. Great. So now we have elite quarterback, elite tight end. All our running backs are from offenses we expect to be good. And then in the wide receiver room, it's all young for the most part, other than Cooper Cup, but that's fine because, you know, it's Cooper Cup. And then Jamison Williams, Jamison Crowder. Like, everybody else is like first or second third year players right it's t higgins hollywood brown devonta smith garrett wilson jameson williams and then david bell it's a so young so there's so much potential yep and, and, i love and, it and again in my in my mind like lamar jackson is probably literally the only quarterback that i'm thinking of taking without worrying terribly about a stack of any kind. I think he's literally the only one. I can't think of another quarterback I'd say the same about. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. 
but uh, this was really fun, actually. Um, I if we went super long, I mean, but that's just kind of how drafts go sometimes. But I I really enjoyed talking best ball here. I'm sure we're gonna do it again because you know I love best ball and it's kind of that season. I I haven't told you this yet, but I, I guess I'll tell you here live that I am probably going to do a very big write up of my best ball sort of season in review. I'm going to sort of you know show the charts I've created and sort of talk about my thoughts on how best ball has gone this year because I think it's it feels disingenuous to write that article at the end of the year then you become this results oriented person it's like no I actually think we should review best ball when best ball season drafting season is over that's when we should actually be reviewing best ball so that that's something i plan on doing in the next uh you know once best ball is over so by about week one and by that time we might even have a platform for you to have that be shared more yeah more spoilers yeah more information on that to come we won't say anything yet yeah but uh but uh this was really fun. I had a lot of fun with this. No, this I, was great. I agree. This is a great idea. I think we'll do. We'll start doing one of these every year now, and it, especially sure. just the amount of discussion that this brings forth is you know, immeasurable. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was great hanging out. No, absolutely. Tell us where we can find you. So you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Trash Dad. That's D R Trash Dad. Boost, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Boots Fantasy, and it's Boots with a Z. Um, and you can also find a, a, me in our little uh, Discord that we're in. Uh, we'll have a link in the description for that. And uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later.